This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tina Balanta, as she brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy shall follow you. They will overtake you, and you'll be the one running after them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're looking at the great shepherd, our provider. The great shepherd, our provider. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We looked at um, the fact that the covenant of giving, the covenant of provision was given during a time of testing in the Bible when um, Abraham was tested by God. That was when that covenant of God as Jehovah Jireh was made with his servant Abraham. And we looked at the fact that when God gives a covenant, that covenant start, lasts forever. It doesn't, God doesn't give a covenant to break it at the end of the day. But he gives a covenant because he wants his children to know for sure. He wants them to be certain of the fact that the word he has spoken and the word he has decreed over their life is certain. It's kind of like, I like to say it this way, it's as if he wants us to know that the word he has given, the promise he has made is set in concrete and nothing can remove it. Hallelujah. So that fact needs to, we need to learn to hold when we talk about God's covenant and we talk about the different covenants that God has made with his children. Let's have it at the back of our mind that those covenants can never be broken where our lives are concerned. Which means if God has make a, made a covenant of provision for you, it means that you can never lack as far as God is concerned because he has provided for you everything you could ever need in life. Everything you could ever need in life, he has made provision for you. Uh, but how do I translate from life from the Bible to my house? You translate from the Bible to your house by obeying Bible principles. Just like a farmer farms. It's from farming that a farmer has what to eat. But when a farmer doesn't farm, he's going to go hungry. So we're going to look at some Bible principles this morning to see what God expects us to do to translate from his word into our homes and into our businesses. The first thing is you don't give because of what you have, but you give because we are obeying principles laid down by God. We don't give because of what we have, but we give because we are obeying God's principles. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 and then Luke 6 38 that we all know very well. 
It says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. There is a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Luke 6.38, we all know that. It says, give and it shall be given unto you, good measure pressed down, shaking together and running over. For with the same measure that you meet shall it be measured back unto you. Those are the, that's what Luke 6.38 says. But the thing is, a lot of people just say, okay, I don't have, so I cannot give. But when God says give before it is given, it means as a child of God, we cannot afford to say we don't have enough to give. You can't afford to say you don't have it. It's like a farmer, a real farmer, saying I don't have to seed to eat. I mean, I don't have seed to plant. Meanwhile, he gets seed. From the last harvest, he had seed. He's gone to the market. He's bought provision. He has everything he needs to plant. But he looks at the fact that in the house, there is no food. In the house, there is a need. In the house, they are looking for things to do. So he says, okay, instead of planting, let me send the seed back to the house. Let me put the grain in the house. Let's eat. Tomorrow, the, the, the one for planting will come. How many of us know that that farmer is going to go hungry the next harvest season? He'll definitely go hungry the next season because there's always a time to plant and there is always a time to harvest that which has been planted. And it's the same principles that we find in the word of God. Hallelujah. It's the same principles. So we cannot afford to give based on what we have in our process, in our pockets, in our accounts. In fact, when we choose to do that, I would rather say, based on what you have, you just make up your mind, God, I don't have much. Kukuma, let me give you everything as a seed. And as you sow seed, that seed will germinate and give you back more than a hundredfold in return in the name of Jesus. And how many of us realize that when you plant one cob of corn, the corn that you buy, the cob, you take one cob. I don't know how many seeds are on the cob, maybe a hundred. You know that if you plant a hundred seeds of corn, you're not going to get a hundred. Because by the time each stock grows, there'll be at least five, six, seven, eight cobs on that one. Hallelujah. That's what happens as a child of God when we make up our minds to sow. When we make up our minds to give, there are many areas to give to. But the most important thing where God is concerned is when you are giving, give to the Lord. Father, I am sowing this seed. I'm sowing because I have needs in my life. And as you sow to the needs you have, as you sow because of God's word, God will always cause the return to come beyond your expectation in the name of Jesus. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, will men give unto your bosom. Which means that automatically, if you don't give, you are not going to get. No be me talking. No, it's true. That's what the word of God says. So you cannot afford to not give. You can't afford to not sow. You can't afford it. What God expects of us is we need to make up our minds that just as a farmer will pick the best and keep for planting season, so also are we going to keep the best for planting season. And as we do that, somebody told me that God does things in thousands. You'll see things coming up in thousands in your finances and in your lives in the name of Jesus. God does things beyond our expectation. He does things beyond our expectation. 
You know, growing up, we always used to um, combine harvest and thanksgiving together. Harvest season goes with thanksgiving. Because when you are reaping, you know you are reaping more than a hundredfold of what you put in the ground. And you are thankful and you are rejoicing and you are saying, God, you have been good. That's why in villages, in as much as harvest time is work time, it's also a time of rejoicing. But planting will always come before the harvest. And God will bless you where you need his blessings the most. So as we choose to obey the word of God, those promises of God will come to pass in our lives in the name of Jesus. We receive in proportion to the measure that we give. We receive in proportion to the measure that we give. Galatians 6, chapter 7. Galatians 6, 7. And the B part of Luke 6 that um, we read says, With the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured unto you. With the same measure that you meet, it shall be measured. So you are receiving in proportion. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Which means if you sow bountifully, God is going to bless you back bountifully. And the bountifully is not, it's not out of what you have. You, you, if you are giving God the best, the widow with the widow's might, what did she do? She gave all that she had. And her name, her story is told down the line up until this point. Not because of the amount, but because of the percentage. The percentage of what she gave. She gave all that she had. All that she had compared to somebody that had $1,000 was nothing. If you look, if you want to compare that, it was nothing because the amount she gave was small. But God's value did because she gave out of her pain. She gave out of, out of the emptiness in her heart. And that's how God visited her. God will visit you in your own homes and your circumstances in the name of Jesus. The story um, that Reverend has shared quite a number of times about the woman whose baby had about 26 different illnesses. How many of us remember what made that story impactful was the fact that the woman had all she had left was her accommodation money and her transport money for the next day, accommodation for the night, transport for the next day to get back to her destination. But she made up her mind that since this is all I have left, I came for this healing and nothing has happened. I might as well put all that I have down and see if God does not do anything, we will trek home. We'll sleep outside in the, in the cold, in the outside air, and we'll trek home the following day. God saw that woman's faith in her giving. And that was why he visited her, and that baby was miraculously healed of 26 different sicknesses and diseases. God will honor your faith, even as you sow seed in everything he does in the name of Jesus. God honors the faith of his people. He honors the faith. She gave her all. She gave everything she had. And there was no way that God will not visit her. So there are times when our Isaac opens doors for us. But when you're sowing your Isaac, make sure it is something you're doing in faith. Because as we sow in faith, God will visit us back in faith in the name of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9.6 but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. With the proportion to which you sow, that is the proportion that you are going to receive. The proportion you sow, that is the proportion you are receiving. 
I hold my peace. Believe by faith that whatsoever you lay your hands on to do shall prosper. Believe by faith that whatsoever you lay your hands on to do shall prosper. Whatsoever you lay your hands on to do shall prosper. The more we believe God's word, the more his word comes to pass. Deuteronomy 28, 12 and Psalm 68, verse 19. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12 says, The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of your hand, and you shall lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. You will not borrow in this season in the name of Jesus. You'll lend to many other people in this season in the name of Jesus. He says all the work of your hands, God is going to bless. He's going to bless all the works of your hand. So whether you are in business or you have an office job, whatever it is that you have to do, God will bless it as you do it in faith. As you trust him that he'll meet you where you are, that's where he's going to visit you from. That's why he's going to visit you from. Which means that when you open your shop on a daily basis, as you open your stores, whatever it is you're selling, as you're preparing for your customers to come, you declare that by the end of the day, I'll have sold half of the things in the store. By the end of the day, I'll have more customers come in and buy things than came in yesterday. By the end of the day, the presence of God in this shop will so attract people that they will not even know what's bringing them inside. The more you say that, the more the presence of God will pull people into your shop. And as you do that by faith, God will cause all that concerns you to prosper in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever you lay your hands on to shall prosper. That's the promise of God. That's what he has said. He said everything will prosper. No matter how small it is, it will prosper. It will prosper. And you'll be able to meet all your needs from that business, from that job, from whatever it is you have to do. Because with God, a little becomes plenty. And the little you have will be more than enough to meet your needs in the name of Jesus. Psalm 68 says, God daily loads us with his blessings, with his benefits. He daily loads us, Psalm 68, 19, it says he daily loads us with his benefits. He daily loads us. So if you, if you believe that God loads you daily with his benefits, you believe that he's going to meet your every needs on a daily basis, you are not going to be fearful when you wake up on a daily basis. You're not going to be afraid. Because peace comes from the assurance of the fact that God is faithful. If God has to wake somebody up in Sokoto to remember that they, they wanted to bless you, God will raise that person up. If God has to knock on somebody's door to say you have forgotten my daughter or you've forgotten my son, send that alert that you have been wanting to send to that person. God will do it on your behalf and you will not be forgotten in the name of Jesus. God will raise up people that he are meant to touch your lives. You raise up people that are meant to touch your lives. Because as far as God is concerned, his children's needs are primary. They are important before him. God places his children above every other person. Above every other person. That's why he may, he will, he will do something as crazy as raining food from heaven. If it is you and I today, we see the rain food from heaven. I know some people, I know some people, their mind will first of all go to their village. 
I say, if I say, Mama from uh, village has started again. <laughs> and instead of seeing the good that God is doing, they will say it is the devil that is somebody is using to rain food from you, from heaven or over your life. God will surprise you in this season with his goodness in the name of Jesus. His blessings will surround you day and night in the name of Jesus. So as we keep our eyes and believe that whatsoever we lay our hands on to shall prosper, we will see increase beyond our expectations in the name of Jesus. There is a green pasture that God has prepared for you. And as you walk closely with the Lord, he will guide you to that green pasture. And he will cause you to know where the green pastures are in the name of Jesus. It's important that we learn to listen to the voice of the shepherd. He knows where the supplies are. He knows the needs we have. He knows how to get those needs met. We might not hear the voice of the Lord. Not everybody hears. You might not hear the voice of the Lord. But we will know somehow that this business will do better than this business. And as you follow the leading you have on your inside, you'll find that you will walk in the businesses that will bring increase to your home and to all that concerns you in Jesus' name. Psalm 23, let's go back there, verses 2 and 3. And then Psalm 37, 23 to 26, Matthew 7, 7 to 11. We need to be sensitive to the voice of the shepherd as he leads us to the green pastures. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters, which means that the blessings of God will not be blessings that will disturb us but there will be blessings that give us peace. There will be blessings that give us peace. If you do blessings, you know, there are still all these uh, people that are still talking about doubling money for you. Be careful how you join them to double money because that kind of money is not peaceful. It is not peaceful. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. His leadings are important as he knows where the supplies are. It's very important that we take note of that. He knows where the supplies are. He knows where the supplies are. Psalm 37 verses 23 to 26. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholded him in his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. You will not beg bread, because God does not forsake his children. Hallelujah. It says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered. Let's keep our eyes on the steps of a good man. Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him that knocks it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? 
Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil or being natural, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? God will always give you good things. He'll always lead you in the right path. He'll lead you in the right passages. And you'll not lack as we learn to follow the voice of our fathers on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. As you move around, it's also very important that we learn to keep our ears or our hearts sensitive when we are choosing to take transports. It's very important. Be sensitive before you enter a vehicle. Be sensitive before you enter a KK. Be sensitive before you climb a bike. Be sensitive. Don't just say, I'm in a hurry, or I'm not in a hurry, but sure, this one is ready and I'll get inside it. It's important because the guidance of God on a daily basis is about every area of our lives. It's about protection, it's about provision, it's about deliverance, it's about everything, about all the mercies of God, all the blessings of God that we can ever need. So whatever we do on a daily basis, let's learn to listen to our insights. Let's learn to be sensitive. If we feel very restless and uncomfortable about anything we need to do, stop and ask God, what are you saying about this? Don't ever be so much in a hurry that you'll get into a vehicle without thinking about it. Don't ever be in so much of a hurry. The Lord give you wisdom in Jesus' name. God's leadings are important because he knows where his supplies are. He knows where the supplies are. He knows the needs we have and he knows how to meet the needs. There's always somebody God has prepared to be a blessing to you. And as you step into the right places in the right timing, God will cause you to walk into that man's path in the name of Jesus. The principles of God negate that of the world. God's principles are different from the principles of the world. Of the world. The principles of God, they negate that of the world, which advises hoarding instead of giving. God's principles are different from that of the world. God's principles, God says give and it shall be given. The world says collect and hide. In fact, if you can use super glue to zip your, your pocket, all the better. That's what the world says, so that nobody will touch. But the generous man will never lack. That's the thing. A generous man will never lack. And being generous does not mean you have abundance. It just means you have a heart to give. If a generous man starts being generous as a kobonia, it will not be long before his kobonia becomes millionaire. So a generous man will not lack. God expects us to be generous. Exodus 25, 1 and 2. Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. Matthew 15, 4 to 6. Don't worry, I'm not copying daddy. Daddy will be calling scripture so fast that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Exodus 25, 1 and 2. Ephesians 6, 2, 3. Matthew 15, 4 to 6. A generous man never lacks. There are so many areas in which we can sow into. Because you might ask yourself, what areas, how can I sow? 
every giving that you give, whether you are giving to a friend or you are giving to a family member or you are giving to the work of the Lord, you are sowing. And whatsoever you sow, you will definitely reap. Remember, it's the proportion, the percentage is what God sees as important. That's what God sees as important. If you are able to give 90% of your income and decide to live on the 10%, God will make sure that that 10% will be more than enough to meet your needs and you still have more to spare. That's how God does it. That's how God does it. God doesn't ask us to do something that he's not able to back up. Exodus 25 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that give, of that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. God calls it his offering. God calls it his offering. It's his offering. When there's an offering, it is God's offering. And if you see it as God's offering, then you'll be able to put whatever it is in that bucket, in that basket, by faith. And as you do it by faith, the hundredfold, thousandfold, the the multiplication, the increase you're trusting for will come your way and you will not lack in the name of Jesus. So it's good to sow into God's work. It's good to sow into what God is asking us to sow into because God as a faithful father will always keep his word over the lives of his children. Ephesians 6 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. It's connected to Matthew 15. Matthew 15, Jesus was talking and he said, and it says, for instance, God says, honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I cannot help you, for I have vowed to give God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents, and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own traditions. That's a very serious one. Matthew 15, 4 to 6, Ephesians 6 to 3. Simply saying, we have responsibilities to our parents. We have responsibilities to our family members. Go back to Ephesians for me. We have responsibilities to our parents. And God says, when you honor your father and your mother, I said that is the first commandment that has a promise. There are a lot of commandments that God gave, but that is the first commandment that God has given that has a promise. And what is the promise that it's attached to it? He said that it may be well with you and that you will live long. So long life is tied to how we value our natural parents. It being well with us here on earth is tied to how we value our natural parents. We're talking about the Lord as our provider. But the thing is, there are things that when we do here on earth, God will see to it that he has no choice but to keep his word. He has no choice but to keep his word. So when you are sowing into your parents, when you are giving into the lives of your mother, your father, you are sowing into their lives, God will make sure that you are not paying medical bills. He'll make sure that your car is not breaking down. He'll make sure that wind does not carry your roof. He'll make sure that your children's school fees are paid as at when due. Because he has said that is the first commandment with a promise. And what are the promises? That it will be well with you as his child. 
As we obey the words of God over our family members, over our parents, it will be well with us and will fulfill the number of our days here on earth in the name of Jesus. It is not how much you have. Before he said, they're always, my mind is always calling me. It's not how much you have, but the fact that with the little you have, you're able to reach out to your parents. You're able to reach out to your parents. The blessings of God, they make rich and they add no sorrow. The blessings of God over your life will bring increase your way in the name of Jesus. They bring increase in all that concerns you in the name of Jesus. God as the all-breasted one has our needs before his eyes and has prepared a way to get those needs met. God as the all-breasted one has our needs before his eyes and has made provision for the meeting of those needs. A lot of times we feel it is when we start praying that God knows about our concerns. God knows where we are as a nation. He knows where we are as a family. And while we are praying and are talking to God about our needs and are trying to put one plus one together, he has gone far ahead of us. And he has said, angels, you know that address where my son is? Go there. Go and drop that bag for them. And by the time the bag comes and you open it, you'll find that that bag is a bag of gold that they picked from heaven and they dropped at your location in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Genesis 17, 1 and 2. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Abraham was 99 when God met him. God appeared, I mean, God appeared to him the final time before Isaac was born and said, I am the almighty God. Walk and live habitually before me. Be perfect. Be blameless, wholehearted, complete. And I will make my covenant, my solemn pledge between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. That was the covenant that God made with Abraham. And that covenant still stands where you are concerned. God will increase you. God will multiply you exceedingly in the name of Jesus. In this season, Abraham's blessings, the Bible says, are ours when you go to the book of Galatians. In this season, you are not going to lack because the increase that God says belongs to you will locate you, will find your address, and will find where you live in the name of Jesus. Whatever your needs are, God has a provision prepared. And that ram, you'll find it as you turn around in the name of Jesus. The Lord, Genesis 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you. And I'll curse them that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. That's Genesis 13, 2. Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And the land was not able to bear Abraham and his cousin, his nephew. One thing about the story of Abraham is that 
because the blessing of God was upon Abraham, God had made a covenant blessing, a covenant commitment to Abraham, his friend, his servant. Even when Abraham lied and made a mistake, when he was released, he was released with abundance. There was a time Abraham lied and said Sarah was his sister. And the king took Abraham into his harem and wanted to take um, Sarah as his wife. But God plagued his household with a lot of sicknesses. His wives could not give birth. The Bible says the women were barren because of Sarah. That means they must have been in, she must have been in that house for some time for them to notice that the women could not give birth. But when the king realized that she was somebody's wife, he called Abraham and said, you want, to, you, you, you want to put me in trouble. Take your wife and go. When you read, the Bible says, in addition to releasing his wife to him, he gave him flock. He gave him cattle, hundreds of sheep, of cattle, cows, shepherd, everything. He handed them over to Abraham. Why was that? Because there was a covenant of blessing upon Abraham that said even when he missed it, that covenant was still working for him. So even when you feel you've missed it, even when you feel as if you've done wrong, as if you do not deserve the blessings of God, the blessings of God will locate your household and they'll settle with you and nobody will be able to take them away from you in the name of Jesus. Because God doesn't look at how good we are, but he looks at the fact that we are his children. There was a blood that was shed on your head. There was a blood that was shed on your behalf. That blood speaks for you wherever you are. So every time it is blessing time over your life every time it is increased time every time it is promotion time even when the enemy comes and says they don't deserve the blood will say mercy the blood will say they deserve the blood will say the price has been paid the blood will say i was poured out that this child will be increased therefore increase that belongs to them they are going to walk into it hallelujah so as we walk with that mentality at the back of our mind that there is nothing the enemy can do to stop the blessings of God that belong to you, you will enjoy those blessings beyond your expectations in the name of Jesus. While everybody is crying on your left and on your right, you'll be able to go out with a strong face, with a smile face, because you know that the Lord who makes, who has made you his own child, has opened gateways for you to walk into the green pastures. And those green pastures will always be before you in the name of Jesus. You will not miss the green pasture that belongs to you. You'll walk into the right pasture where all that you need, all your provisions will be waiting for you in the name of Jesus. And remember, God does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. So I always like to encourage my people, don't imagine small, imagine big, because God will go beyond the biggest imagination you have. Let's rise to our feet this morning. Let's rise to our feet. Whatever your imagination is, write it down, imagine big. Because God is going to do beyond your expectation. He'll do beyond your expectation. God will always stop it. For God will do more than, exceedingly abundantly, he'll do. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Because you are the great provider. We thank you because in your providing, you've made available all that will ever need to have a good and a, and a long life here on earth. I thank you, Lord, for your people. I thank you that as they walk in this season, as they walk in the season where you are our great shepherd, 
Lord, I thank you because you'll cause promotion, you'll cause increase, you'll cause abundance to locate their homes in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because I declare that none of our people will use their money to pay bills that the enemy raises for them in the name of Jesus. I thank you because bills that come their way will be legitimate bills. They will not pay any bill from the enemy in the name of Jesus. Medical bills will be far from them in the name of Jesus. Car repair bills will be far from them in the name of Jesus. But your increase will come upon them in great dimension in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because your blood separates them from every walk of hell. Therefore, poverty and lack will not locate their homes and their addresses in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. listening to today's message do join us same time next week follow us on our social media handles facebook and instagram at restoration ministries international twitter and mixilar at rbcm online and our website is www.rbcmonline.org you can also be part of our live power park services every wednesday by 5 30 p.m and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.